Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We are very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Ooh, my Facebook Live just stopped. We'll have to restart that. Um, uh, anyway, so we have in studio, for those who did see for a quick second, uh, what was going on in our Facebook Live? I'll restart it momentarily. Uh, a, a dear friend uh, back in New York City after so many years. It's a pleasure to have her here in studio. Um, give me one second. And, and we are live again. And I will put in a description later. But welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Um, for those of you on the Facebook Live who are seeing the background, yes, the office is still not set up. We just moved this week into our new studio, and uh, we're working on it. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time. I've I got a lot of stuff going on, but we'll get things uh, together probably in the next uh, couple of weeks. So uh, you'll see things evolving in the background. And for those of you listening on talkradio.nyc, of course, welcome, welcome, welcome. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I got a bunch of people. Hey, Lisa, thank you so much. Uh, great to see you at Philosopher's Camp. Uh, and thank you for the uh, Bahar, Patty. Oh, I got all my, uh, and William, uh, loyal listeners tuning in today. Thank you so much. This is going to be a great show, so don't go anywhere. All right, let's get started with our quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the Universe and from Abraham to kick us off, and then we'll get to our guest. Okay, so first, from the Universe. If you can make just one person smile today, if only by giving them one of yours, it just might change their entire week, which just might change their entire life. I know these things. The universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Ah, reminding us that sometimes those littlest of things can make the biggest difference. And uh, th this quote kind of reminds me of... Uh, of a story and, and was going around Facebook for a while uh, of a video of a gentleman who, who, who came into, I don't know, was it Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's, you know, one of those fast food places. And he saw a guy who's very, looked very much down on his luck and everything. And he bought him a cup of coffee and maybe a sandwich and sat down and, and, uh, talked with him. And, uh, 
and and then uh, you know they they had a really good conversation. They really hit it off, and um, and then like I don't know a week later or a couple of weeks later, he saw the guy again, and he was clean shaven and he's washed and everything, and obviously looked like he was in a much better state. And they got to talking, and the guy said to him, he said, you know. That day when you bought me that cup of coffee, I was about to end my life. He said, I felt I I just had this happen, that happen. I felt like absolutely nobody cared about me. And I I was literally on my way to ending my life. And I was just contemplating, like, you know, how do I do it? And he said, the the fact that you bought me that cup of coffee, like, totally changed my life around and saved me. And so... It's such an important lesson to keep in mind that even these tiny acts of kindness, these the littlest of things can make huge, huge difference in somebody's life. So I am a big believer in, you know, uh, always like just being a little more gentle, a little more kind with people you know, with strangers, with people you're walking on the street. Um, it, it has been uh, something that I believe in very deeply and have been practicing for a long time. So maybe this week, this little quote is, is just a message for us all to, you know, just uh, be a little nicer to people as you're you know, rushing through the subway to get to where you're going or driving uh, down the highway. Um, because we really don't know what the other person is going through. We don't know what kind of hardship and difficulty they're having. So being a little extra kind, especially in today's world where things are so stressful, you know, there's so much change going on. A lot of people don't have the coping skills or tools to deal with a lot of things. So uh, I think just being a little more kind and considerate of other people can go a long, long way. Okay, great quote from the universe. Let's see what Abraham has in store for for today. You are all perfect and expanding. You are all adored and worthy. You are all here having your exposure to experiences and doing the best that you can from where you are. You have not been sent here in a test or trial. You're here as creators, as part of an expanding universe. You can't have it both ways. You can't have at the root of that which you are well-being and then have at have that same root of well-being have the capacity to pronounce you evil. It is vibrationally impossible. That judging, vengeful God is manufactured from humans' place of deepest despair. Abraham. Ooh, this is a good one. I don't think I've had this one before from Abraham, but this one is so, so important um, because it's really talking about you know, at our very essence, at our very core, we are, you know, uh, uh, loving beings of light, that we are here to expand and grow, and we are all on our path. Even those people who may quote-unquote seem so evil to us, certain political figures that won't be named, (laughs) among others, Uh, we do not know what is their soul's path. Um, Indeed, uh, the founder of this station, Giorgio Rapetti, who is now a Theravadan Buddhist monk, 
uh, we had discussions before when we were transitioning over and he was, uh, you know, turning over his acupuncture practice to us in the well in the radio station would would tell me and talk about how we don't know someone's kamavipaka, which was a, a term that means like somebody's soul's karma. And, and, and he was using it more in terms of, you know, as healers, uh, you know, we can work with somebody and maybe we can, you know, help them to release a chronic condition or a life-threatening condition. And then the next day they go out and get hit by a bus. And, and so we, we don't really know when is somebody's time to go. But that same principle applies to just everyday life that, you know, somebody who is experiencing a great deal of hardship, uh, somebody who is being really nasty, somebody who is being victimized, somebody who is just experiencing the whole wide variety of human experience, we don't know what their soul's path is. We don't know if what they're experiencing is exactly what their soul needs to wake up, to, to, to turn around. And, or maybe it's just that maybe their soul has had so many great, wonderful lifetimes that it decided, I want to try something excruciating this lifetime. You know, we put the judgment on it as human beings, as something that, that's painful or hurtful as being bad and something that's, you know, kind and gentle as being good. You know, on the soul level, I don't know if there are those kinds of judgments. I don't know if there's really that same kind of, oh, you know, that person who, you know, suffered the loss of their entire family in some accident, that that's, you know, some horrible thing. Who knows? You know, in some spiritual traditions, uh, you know, there is a soul contract that's made before we even come into this life where um, we agree to... Uh, uh, getting killed, getting murdered, dying in an accident, or being the parent and losing our child, because that's just what our soul wants to experience, is here to experience, to allow us to expand and grow and change. You know, we have such a limited perspective on things. We can't see what it's going to be like 50, 100 years from now, 1,000 years from now, even in just physical terms, let alone in spiritual terms and energetic terms. So there is so much that we don't know. So that's why when I work with my clients, I, I always encourage them to try and just release the judgment of experiences at least for one day. Just put it off till tomorrow. You know, Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Who knows? We don't know. We can't really see. Because this thing today that may seem like the most awful, horrible, worst thing you experienced in your entire life, in 10 years from now, you may see that is the thing that put you on your path that totally changed your life around. That was exactly what you needed. It's very difficult to, for us in the moment to see those things. So let us... Just take a breath, release the judgment, and just say to ourselves, I don't know if it's a good thing, I don't know if it's a bad thing. It's just a thing for now, we'll see tomorrow. You know, moving to this new studio, moving to this new office space was very unexpected. We had only just moved a year ago, and we loved the space we were in, and we really wanted to stay there, but the landlord would not renew our lease I don't know. I have no idea why. I'm assuming one of the other tenants in the building must have complained about us. 
But we move here and I'm just like, well, you know, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that we, uh, you know, could not get our lease renewed for our old building. Uh, I'm just going to assume it's a good thing and that you know, life has a, a different plan than what we expected. So who knows? We just got here. It's been less than a week. You know, let's see what happens over the next five years. We have a five-year lease. I'm not going anywhere for five years. That much I know because I'm tired of moving. Okay. So two wonderful, amazing quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. Um, I hope you enjoyed them. They're very good. And as of always, very apropos for my guest today. So now... It is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the show a transformational agent and spiritual teacher, Selena Matreya, an internationally celebrated lecturer, author, and teacher of practical spirituality. Selena empowers her students by showing them how to reactivate and actualize their energy field so that they can respond to any chaos that lands in their daily life, something we know nothing about, from one of their highest frequencies, peace, kindness, compassion, tolerance, understanding, wisdom, gratitude, and grace. Consciously choosing an energetic response to one's life enables students to be able to turn any difficulty into an opportunity to be in high-frequency energy, which enables them to manifest their wishes and move through their life with peace, certainty, grace, and ease. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Selena much. Great to be here. Ah, wonderful to have you here. I really appreciate it. And I always love having my guests in studio. It's always so much better than doing it on the phone. Oh, it's a pleasure to be sitting next to you. I love that. Yes, yes, absolutely. So uh, we just have a couple of minutes and I just thought, uh, you know, you've been on the show, I don't know how many years ago, but it's been a while. Mm -hmm. um, so some of my listeners might remember your background a little bit, but, but most probably don't. So in talking about, you know, not n seeing whether something's a good thing or a bad thing. I think you have a very intimate, personal experience of that, don't you? Yeah, I think my whole life, as everybody's life, actually is um, a great opportunity to have that experience. And, um, you know, I've, I've had a, an amazingly blessed life. And what that means is if you looked deeply into my life, there were, as there are in most people's lives, opportunities for tragedy. Yes. And, and difficulty and irritation. Yes, yes. All right. You know what? Because I, I, I do want you to tell the story of how mm -hmm. you uh, uh, kind of your 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 path took a turn, a very unexpected turn. But we're going to take a quick break first, uh, and and when we come back, uh, you guys are going to hear sort of an amazing story mm -hmm. of what put Selena on her path. And I met her actually. And then just shortly thereafter. Like Very I think, shortly like after, yes. Within six months after oh, this yeah. happened. And, uh, and we'll take it from there. So everybody, Perfect. please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. 
Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, uh, oh, okay. So I am just noticed that there was a whole bunch of comments on the Facebook Live that I didn't see before. And welcome, uh, Sanaya, uh, Bahar, uh, Patty. Uh, you're expanding. It's a good thing. Oh, boy. Lots of comments. Donna. Uh, Damien from Munich, Germany. Thank you for all tuning in. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to get rid of the little pop filter so I can get close to the mic so that you can hear us better. Hopefully that that's a little bit better. But if you guys are having any trouble with the sound, the podcast will be posted on talkradio.nyc later today. I'll make sure the volumes are good on the podcast when we post them. But, uh, um, you know, we're still working out the kinks here in the studio. Um, so, Selena, uh, yes, we, we, at the end <laughs> of last segment, we were kind of introducing our folks to you. Yeah. Um, so, so why don't you give them like a little bit of background and then, you know, kind of what happened just before we met. Sure, sure. I will try to be as concise as possible. Yeah. So I'm 64 years old and I've been a spiritual student since I was 16 years old. And my name's Selena Maitreya, was given to me by my first spiritual teacher when I was 16 years old. So my life progressed, and I got married in my 20s and uh, married a musician, so I ah. kind of put spirit aside and got really involved in sex, drugs, and rock and roll, which was a lot of fun, <laughs> until it wasn't. And then and I, for those yeah. into sex, drugs, and <laughs> rock and roll, uh, uh, mm -hmm. Jeff Goodman on his show this week, Rediscovering New York, Ha, uh, did a show about punk and new wave oh. in New York City. So he had two of the women who were the original backup singers to Blondie oh my and the guy who started, started Punk Magazine. So it was, I highly recommend you check out the show. It's posted on the website all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Well, there you go. There you go. We weren't, we weren't in the punk era. We were in the 70s music in Boston, which was Aerosmith, Cars, oh, Jay yes. Giles. We had some good friends and some good music in those days. Awesome. At any rate, I put my spirituality really very much on the side. And when I got sober at 28, decided that it was time for me to bring back who I was. And I uh, shortly afterwards met my teacher, who has been my teacher since I was um, in my late 30s. And um, 
started working very, very seriously with her. I was a mom of two boys. Mm -hmm. I had a career as an international consultant for commercial photographers. Mm -hmm. So I was working on the visual end, working with photographers who worked with light, which is kind of interesting, <laughs> and helping them to define their vision, which meant to bring their visual essence into a commercial world, which is also interesting when you think of my path uh, now as a spiritual teacher, right? Because yeah. I wasn't teaching them abstracts. I was helping them in the practical world to bring this, this gift of talent, which right. is this amorphous energy, right? Energy right. from the, you know, creativity is a manifestation of the divine into the physical world. Um, and I've written two books and lectured around that. So my, my world in those days was raising my kids and consulting mm -hmm. and starting a spiritual teaching practice. I sold my house in 2013, and the idea was I was to move to New York City and really devote all my time to my teaching. Um, Spirit had another another direction for me. <laughs> and two days before closing on my house, I was driving there for the very last time to clean it and yeah. say goodbye to it. It was completely empty. And um, on the way there, mm -hmm. a woman ran a red light and hit my convertible. And I had a very small Audi convertible. And um, it changed the whole course of my life. Yeah. I, um, I have a very deep connection to source. I've been a channel for spirit for, at that point, 15 years or so. Mm -hmm. So when I was in the car, I never saw her coming. My whole experience uh. was that um, when my car was hit, the car filled with light, Sam, and I really knew I was dying. Uh. And so I thanked the universe for an incredible life, and I stopped existing. Mm. And I can't really explain that experience because there literally are no words to mm. discuss yeah. what it was, but it was more than magnificent. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back into my body, um, I was directed to steer the car in a certain way, away from a pole. And while I was, when I, while I was kind of waiting to come back fully into mm -hmm. my body, Spirit told me that this was a directed experience from them and that my job was to completely surrender. They said I would not have a broken bone or a cut, but that I would be taken out of my life for quite a long time mm -hmm. so that they could restructure my energy and download me the teachings I was to teach as an answer to my question of years of when will I be able to teach all the time. Uh. And so this really, what looked like a horrible experience to other people, was actually the right. um, experience of what I had asked for. Wow, wow. Yeah. Now again, like being in a car accident and <laughs> event, it's event. a car event, event. because it oh, wasn't an accident. accident. And oh, yeah, right. and words right, words right. carry frequency, right? Absolutely. So I've always been so clear, respectfully so. Yes, when yes. people refer to it as an accident, to call it an event, which is what it was. Yes, yeah. yes, but something that kind of an event <laughs> is not the kind of thing most people would ask for right. <laughs> but sometimes what we ask for comes to us in ways that we didn't expect correct and and it's our i think it's our work when we're co-creating with the universe which is the most powerful way we can lead our life right. it's our work to be to have our eyes open and our senses keen and know when we're being directed so that we can we can go along even in what seems to be the most dire circumstances of which right. physically you know, I'm still six years later now that I, this is my first year of full healing. I have my personal physical energy back for the first time. Oh, wow. And it's taken a while. Um, but 
throughout it, it's been an amazing, amazing experience where so much has been given to me through the difficulty. Right. And, you, and you ended up in a hospital bed for quite a while. No, actually. Uh, with all oh, the, no? Yeah, no. I, oh, really? I was actually taken to the hospital, and I was kept there for examination, and then they discovered there was absolutely nothing wrong that they could see. So we all thought I was, you know, completely blessed. But I knew that there was still, you know, Spirit had said that something's going to happen. So within three days, I couldn't walk down the hallway. And that's when it was discovered that I had a very traumatic brain injury. And with brain injuries, there's absolutely no way they can tell you when you'll heal. In fact, my neurologist said the best she could offer me was this beautiful saying, and it's called the tincture of time. She said, uh, all I can offer you is the tincture of time. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, and, and so... Uh, uh, but you were sort of very, very present to what was going on, and you had to, um, like, common daily functions were very difficult for you for a while after that. Everything was difficult, yeah. Um, I was unable, for, for several weeks, I was at a friend's farm, and I was in the dark 22 hours a day because I couldn't handle anything. Um, I couldn't walk without help. I couldn't think. I couldn't look at words on a page. Wow. Um, I was planning to move to New York, and you know how it is in New York. You have to, when you have to be ready to go with the money, you have yeah. to be there with the money. And so I had planned on going on a two week vacation before, after I closed on my house and then moved to New York. And I was waiting to hear about two spots, and I thought wherever I landed, you know, I was actually directed. Spirit was speaking to me the whole time, and they told me that. You know, you will be directed, you will know, and if one of the places in New York comes, you are to go regardless of your condition. And if they, oh. and if they don't come about, you are to rethink your whole plan, because I had been planning this right. move for right. the last year. So I just sat in the dark, and it's all I was capable of, and um, communicating with Source. And I wasn't ever, uh, this is what I really want to share that's so important. Mm -hmm. I'm not a person of means. I don't have and didn't have at that point a, a romantic relationship. And here I was moving to New York, not able to function if indeed that's what I was supposed to do. And if not, to rethink everything I had planned. And I just have to share that there was no fear. There was no pushback. There was no resistance. Uh. Because literally I was in a state where... All I could do was be in the moment. You know, as spiritual people, we work very hard to yeah. learn how to be in the moment with everything that's going on around us. Right, right. But what's fascinating is when my brain was so injured, there was no capacity, literally no capacity for me to do anything but be in the moment. have that moment to moment. Wow. And that went on for a good three and a half years where wow. I was so badly brain injured that that was all I could handle. And what's fascinating on the other end um, is that I saw that as the brain healed, the fear came back. As the brain ah, healed, the irritation came back. As the brain healed, I had to be present to witness and shift my frequency when the fear arrived. So I am not a scientist, mm -hmm. but I am a person who's experienced what it's like to have a severely injured brain. And it was fascinating as a spiritual teacher to mm. see how much the brain is really responsible 
for the fear that we experience. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And the fear is not necessarily something that's real. It's more something that's really manufactured by the brain that that may or may not have anything to do with the reality that's happening around us. You know, I'm going to go with that. And I don't know how it happens. What I do know, what I what I have read. Okay. Mm -hmm. What I have read is that, and this came from a science journal a while back, and don't ask me which one because part of the brain injuries, I still can't remember things very well. Um, But this is what was so powerful is they said that the brain doesn't create a new, it recognizes that Uh. which it knows and creates structure around it. So if we're having, what, what does the brain know? It knows the frequencies that we have. So we're all born with high frequency of love. And we all, through our lifetime of having experiences as energy and form, we have personalities, we have experiences of pain that create the low frequency. So we're, when we're in low frequency, the brain interprets that and creates structure around it, which is fear. Uh. That's a hypothesis that seems to be experienced but you know in the world of spirit as you were saying we all know that everything is an illusion and we get to create our own reality absolutely so i seem to be in a place where i was creating a very high frequency life because that was what was my direct connection and that was what i was directly exposed to with the brain being out of the picture was that high frequency within me beautiful beautiful Okay, um, we're going to take a quick break. I I heard from some people on the Facebook Live that there's some sound issues. I'm going to take a quick look at that. And when we come back, we're going to find out what happened to Selena since then and what amazing teachings have come through to her uh, since this uh, traumatic experience. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I hope you guys on Facebook Live, let me know if this is any better. I adjusted a little volume control, so hopefully you can hear the mics a little bit better. And if not, 
Uh, and we're going to have to replace it with the uh, audio from the podcast. Um, so anyway, Selena, you basically you had this um, physically traumatic event happen mm-hmm. to your body mm-hmm. that allowed you to be very present, very in the moment, um, and not necessarily function the way most human beings function. Um, but you learned a lot in that process. Yeah. You, you got a tremendous amount of information from spirit. Um, what came through that really became the core of your teaching since then? Well, that's, that's a wonderful question, Sam. Um, so much happened. So much, so much was experienced that allowed me to teach from a, pos- a position of great authority. And I think that's key for any teacher who teaches practical spirituality, which really refers to the use of our daily life as the platform for our transformation. When I was given the gift of channeling years ago, I was told that my job was to help people make their life their practice. And when I was brain injured and spirit came through with teachings, they were very, very continually clear about the fact that my work was to help people to turn all of the daily chaos, the irritation and difficulty, and even the tragedies in their life, and to use them as transformational opportunities to respond from higher frequencies. So I teach people how to, you know, when someone scoops a subway seat, when somebody's, you know, and we get irritated when, you know, people are on the road and they're irritated, we can use those experiences. They're actually there for us. The reason they happen, believe it or not, Uh is for us to use them as transformational opportunities. Because when we learn how to respond to any irritation, to any difficulty, to any tragedy from the higher frequencies of patience and grace and kindness for ourselves as well as others, then we create our next moment from mm. that frequency. So things happen. You're on the road. You're coming right. coming in here, right? Maybe maybe you maybe you drove instead of decided not to take the subway and somebody cuts you off. And so often our first response is to respond back with that low frequency that came, that we assume that person held when they cut us off. And then we create that, that energy right in our field, and then our next moment is created from that. So we can learn. It sounds easy to discuss, but it's right. difficult to do. <laughs> and we can learn how to recognize our frequency and how to change it when we're in low frequency. And that's a lot of what Spirit came through with. And they kept telling me that all of the difficulties I was experiencing were opportunities for me to practice that. So they were very, very uh, constant in helping me to do that. And it was automatic for me because, I mean, honestly, it was so easy because I had had so many years of training, but also because it was all I was capable of doing. Uh, And I want to be clear on that. You had no choice. (laughs) I was so in flow. I was so in a place of unconditional love and acceptance. And and there were times that I was irritated for sure. But when I, I had that irritation... I would see it, I would notice it, I would transform it. Do you remember, Sam, Mm -hmm. back in the early days, because I met you when I was really very severely brain injured, and most people didn't have a clue how bad it was because Uh, my my way of walking in the world was not was to take pay attention to what I needed, but not to become 
where I was because that was how I knew I would move through it. So uh, I was present to where I was, right. but I never spoke about it very much. I didn't right. complain. Right. I didn't. I didn't even ask people to come and support me because it yes. was harder for me to talk. Um, but in the early days, do you remember that one time I was trying? I came. I was supposed to be taking money at the door of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce here oh, in Manhattan, yes. uh-huh. and I came downtown, and my brain was so poorly functioning that I got lost and I was literally I I was given the wrong address and I couldn't figure out where it was I couldn't get a phone call out I couldn't get a cab I was in the midst of Times Square which is like being in a bad LSD trip (laughs) when you have a brain injury at five o'clock on whatever day it was a Thursday and I called Sam because he was the only number I had and I was desperate. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know. Do you remember that call yes, at all? Yes, yes, I remember. We were at the Fika, uh, yes. a little bakery. And thing. I'd been given the address for the wrong Fika, and I right. couldn't find the right one. And I think it was really only a few blocks away, but due right. to my injury. So I bring this up because I was so distressed, and it was so hard for me. And so w- anybody else would have tried their best to get there. I just knew I had to get in a car and go home. Yeah. And that's what I did. And because that's how I took care of me. Right, right. And that was exercising self-care, which right. is so, so important. Right. You know, most people in, in that situation would be like, oh, the, I can't let the people down. They're right. going to be so disappointed. I, I promised them I would do it, this and that. And we came up with all these stories in our head. So instead of honoring ourselves and taking care of ourselves and saying, I, I, I'm just, I'm not feeling well. I really got to go home and take care of myself. We would rather like, right. like wear ourselves out, make sure we get there, help out, and then maybe even have more difficulty and more trouble because mm-hmm. of doing that. And so by honoring yourself, you actually did what was best, not just for you, but for everyone. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that is such a, a, a common human condition. You know, there there's sometimes we're told we're selfish when we when yeah. we take self-care so there's selfish and there's self-care yeah. and it was really clear to me through the entire because that example was the entire it, it repeated itself in the entirety mm-hmm. of the healing um, where I, as a person, I've always put other people before me. I always uh. have. And spirit in their wisdom knew that this was one of the many lessons for me to learn um, as I went through the healing. And so so what what happened was I was in the midst of this utter panic and witnessed in the middle of it because I have the great capacity and the gift I've been given to witness as I be and knew, okay, the way to change this, the way to get back into that high frequency is to give myself love, to give myself Mm. care. And so in giving myself that love and care, I moved myself out of the low frequency I was in. And as soon as I called you and as soon as I, you, you passed on and and I, to the, the words that were needed, I got into a car and I was fine. So it's, it's, it can be that simple um, to make shifts, but there's a lot of work that has to happen before we're able to get to a place. And you don't need to have a brain injury yeah. to go to this. You know, The whole idea of being a teacher is you keep people out of having to have brain injuries. Um, yeah. But it, it, was a tremendous, it was tremendous in many ways. There's something else I want to share, though, that I've never really shared before. I, oh. I actually was talking with a friend about this for the very first time the other day. Here's one of the most remarkable things that happened. When my brain was severely injured, 
One of the reasons it was difficult for me once I landed in New York, I landed in Chelsea, as you all know. Um, I just walked by there this morning. Um, I was unable to go out because I couldn't cross the street. And I couldn't cross the street for two reasons. Because my feet didn't remember what to do. Like once I would get, it would take forever for me to get my foot off the sidewalk. And there was so much to watch out for. But secondly, because... I experienced when I went out this incredible field of energy and there was no way to find my way through it. It's oh, like all like okay. so so I'm wondering, I don't know, but it seems to me that part of the function of the brain is to separate all the energy fields that are out there. I mean, when we think of this transmission, mm. this is happening because there's frequency all around right. that somehow is dialed in right. for this energy to go across the airwaves and we all know our personal energy we right, all have personal right, energy fields right. during this time i didn't see it as individual fields it was one big, big field. f- right so when you're standing at the corner of a street where people are moving it was like this huge energy field moving and i couldn't find my way into it interesting, interesting. i couldn't well it's interesting that you say that because as i've been taught from my shamanic teacher the brain uh, job is to separate, divide, and categorize. Well, here you go. Because the brain is fire. What does fire do? Fire separates the elements out and, and creates yeah. heat and energy from it. So the brain literally sort of categorizes, oh, this is the energy of a dog. This is the energy of a cat. This is the energy of a tree. This is the energy exactly. of a car. Yes. And so that capacity for you was impaired at it that was gone. moment. So you can... Oh, and it wasn't a moment. It went on for about a year and a half. A year and a half. Wow. So it was gone for... I, I literally couldn't... When I, I had to go back to Massachusetts every month to see my neurologist. And I had doormen who were great. And they got me into a car. And I would have a friend meet me at Penn Station and literally walk me through Penn Station with my eyes closed because I couldn't uh. handle it. I couldn't handle the energy. I couldn't see any way how to get through it. And then I'd get on a train... And I'd go to Boston, and um, and and it was it Did was. Did you have another friend meet you in Boston? No, I didn't. I would just get right into a taxi. I would do my uh, best to get right because I know where it came from. South Station, very easy to just. And South Station is not Penn Station. <laughs> South, <laughs> South Station is like, oh, I don't know where to compare it to in New York because there's no place that's that empty. But yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's empty. tiny and empty. It's okay. empty, right? Um, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention is it's interesting that while you're in that state, you're actually in Manhattan because one of the things I tell people all the time that most people don't know is that there is tons of quartz in the bedrock in New York City. Mm. I mean, it actually, there's a whole vein of it that goes from New York City up to the Shawgunks and all the way up to like Niagara Falls. Like Did all not the way know that. Up. Yeah. Now, it, quartz, what is quartz? do what's the quality of quartz quartz crystals i mean when they have different minerals in them they turn into different things like rose quartz and amethyst and stuff but straight plain quartz Mm -hmm. is simply a magnifier Mm -hmm. that's all it does is magnify the energy Mm. so one of the reasons why i believe and this is 
purely my hallucination, um, is that the energy in New York City is so intense because you have people walking around in a very intense state and they're walking on top of bedrock of quartz, which is just amplifying the energy that much more. Mm. So you're in this state where it's hard for you to separate the energies and it's all magnified anyway because of where you are i've never heard that and that's fascinating and that that makes really feels right it really really feels right to me um it was an amazing experience and there were so many gifts so many my job was to receive my job was to simply surrender and receive to what was happening and um and i did and uh, it was the most magnificent experience so so let me ask you just briefly before our next break Having had this experience and relating it to people and, and, and shifting your teaching, how did people respond to what you would now teach from mm-hmm. this new experience, yeah. from this new place? Yeah, um, I think it's very energetic. It's, it's, you know, we sense, we feel, even people who may not feel they're on a path or don't think they feel energy, you feel it all the time. And I think that what people are really receiving from me is that energetic frequency of authenticity. Um, It's Mm. just you know it when it's there and you know it when it's not, you know? And so I think that that's what people are really responding to and why so many people are now coming for teaching. Because I am, they, Spirit had said they had to rewire my frequencies. I was at that point. And also the fact that it was just time for me to be in the energy of receiving and you don't go through something like this without your energies really being hugely amped up yeah 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 yeah. and so just to be clear even though you were somewhat incapacitated through this whole time you were supported by spirit like like you didn't end up a bum on the street (laughs) (laughs) i had the most i lived in the most incredible places that were far beyond my means Uh. that spirit made happen Seriously, that was one of the biggest gifts was where I landed and and all of the teachings that they, the very specific teachings they passed on. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last break of the show. Um, So when we come back, let's just talk a little bit more about what are the real teachings, what are the heart, the heart of of what you're teaching now, what people are getting. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking with spiritual teacher of practical spirituality, Selena Maitreya, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com 
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. As I mentioned before, we do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. And hopefully the audio sounds good now. Um, so, Selena, through all of this, mm-hmm. it, it's really brought your a new level of depth to your teachings. And, uh, it's expanded and, and transformed them. What do you feel and, and what has become really your essential message to people today? And and how do you see people responding to that message? Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. Um, it's huge. Um, what was really given to me, crystallized for me so clearly, was that we all know we're energy in form and that we live in this amazing experience of paradox. Paradox is yeah. you know, paradoxical forces are what hold the earth in its place. Paradox is indeed the crux of our entire life. And it was also taught to me very clearly that all of the difficulties, I will sit here and I can say that so much with, with, with such intention, that all of the difficulties, all of the irritations, all of our tragedies are opportunities for us to become all of whom we are, to learn how to access, to actualize, and to acknowledge the high frequency of love that we are. And we acknowledge it as response, as our response Uh. to difficulty. So we're trained, we're conditioned from birth because of our societal um, norms because of many years and thousands and hundreds of years of societal norms. We are trained and conditioned to sit inside of difficulty, to use it as a place to acknowledge our emotions, to give credence to our thoughts. We're trained to have our brains lead the way. And we've forgotten about this whole frequency of energy, this whole frequency of love that manifests as kindness, as patience, as, mm. as grace, as gratitude. So when difficulties come, we land inside of them and we dwell and we try to figure right. it out with our brains. Right. We try to figure out why our emotions are so charged. And we go there and we get distracted there. When, yeah. when really what's happening is that each one of these is an opportunity for us to recognize where we're at, see the discomfort, and choose to shift our frequency back into love. Now, this is a big major statement because I'm asking people to start looking at difficulty from a completely different place that they've been trained. But I'm prepared to do that because it's so important when we begin to recognize that difficulty is an alarm clock. It's our chance to say, I'm not in alignment with my spiritual values. I'm not in alignment with the highest essence of who I am. And how can I get back to that alignment, then we're able to bring ourselves with the the tools that that I can provide, other teachers provide, to get back into that alignment. And then each difficulty becomes a gift. It becomes an opportunity to see that we're out of alignment and to realign ourselves. And when that happens and we take those opportunities, our life becomes peaceful because every difficulty is then just a stepping stone to peace. Right. It's kind of like I, I remember when I was a kid at, at some of the carnivals, they would have mm-hmm. these like go karts, not the bumper cars, but the go karts that would go along a track. But there was like a, a rail in the middle of the road. So if you went too far to the right or too far to the left, <laughs> you'd get a little jolt and then you'd steer back. <laughs> so it was like a constant like course correction to teach you, you know, Perfect. how to steer straight. So it, it, that's what the difficulties are. It's like that little jolt to, to get us back in alignment with sort of the 
what and who we really are deep inside. And it can be that little if we treat it as that little, but we're trained, you see, to make make it it even worse. And when we respond to yes, and this is something really important. When you respond to chaos from chaos, you create your next moment from that energy. When chaos lands, if you use it as Sam was just saying, as a bumper car to remind you to shift your frequency, then your next moment what you create your next moment from is not the chaos, is not low frequency, it's high frequency. And if you think about how profound this is, that if you could take every irritation, every difficulty, and and the few tragedies that come into your life and use them Mm -hmm. as an opportunity to learn how to respond from high frequency, Mm -hmm. you would have a life as peaceful as mine, (laughs) as peaceful as other people who've done that, not holding myself up as a paragon of virtue, just saying, I've said yes, and I repeatedly say yes. And we all have that capacity. We all do. You have the capacity within you. You have the high frequency within you. And you, gosh knows, we get choice, we get opportunities every single day. that are difficult and irritating so that you know spirit has given us many opportunities to remember who we are and to be that so it's not an intellectual memory folks it is not it's It's a full-fledged full body experience of moving yourself into that right it's something in our nervous system and it's so funny i'm experiencing a lot of it recently in that with my mom passing Mm -hmm. in, in may you know, everybody is always so like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. But the thing is, I did a lot of work around my relationship with my mom before mm-hmm. she passed. And I am totally blessed that I had time to go to her and talk to her. And and I remember the, the last time that I saw her when she was alive and I had a conversation with her and I said the things to her that I really felt from my heart now from doing my work mm-hmm. uh, of how grateful I was for her and how... Uh, and and being in some ways apologetic for my difficult giving her difficulty mm-hmm. and stuff and really owning the relationship and not blaming her for anything and so when she passed i was completely at peace mm-hmm. and i really i went into ceremony afterwards the weekend after and checked in and it's like no i'm good mm-hmm. so it's to me it's so funny that people like oh i'm so sorry and they act like oh i must have gone through some hard time but i didn't because i was so filled with gratitude and love at the time that it wasn't mm-hmm. a, a tragedy for me. You bring up something so important when people experience loss. We have choice as to how we choose to experience right, loss. Right. When friends post on Facebook about somebody passing on, I always post. And I always post about how wonderful that they're on to their next adventure. Right. And that here you are with the memories right. that you've created. And you have the choice to choose to remember, to bring in that person through the frequencies, because we're frequencies. Your mother's frequency has not gone anywhere. Her body has. When we lose a pet, when we lose a a beloved, their frequency is nowhere. It's it's not, not accessible to us. Their body isn't accessible to us. So we have choice to remember our beloveds through the energy of gratitude. I took a whole group of people when I was here in New York at one point. <coughs> excuse me. Um, women with Carol Hyatt's group. These were oh, high-level yes. CEOs and mm-hmm. um, 
admirals from the uh, armed so for forces, people high up in the armed forces, yes. who had just retired. And Carol asked me to come in and do a spiritual practice. And I thought, oh my gosh, these are people who are probably not attuned to spiritual work. <laughs> but they were all people that experienced loss. Ah. And I wanted to provide them an opportunity to experience the loss through high frequency. So I took oh. them through this practice to experience the loss through all of the gratitude they had for what they had created, for what they had given to other people, for what other people had given to them, and took them through the practice very, in a very detailed way so they could feel in their bodies, because we are energy and form, and we must bring into the form aspect what we're experiencing. That's why you can't stay just in the brain. Right. Took them through an experience where they experienced this loss in a way they never had before. And mm. I can't tell you how many of these wonderful people, these women, came up to me afterwards and said, oh my God, I never knew I could experience loss through gratitude, through grace. Uh. Um, and, and it really shifts. And we can do that as, you know, you were fortunate that you were right. able to come to a lovely spot with your mom. A lot of people aren't. Right. And you can still, if you, if you haven't had that opportunity that Sam has had, you can still bring in with the proper training and, and practice you can experience any loss through joy. Yeah. And that is a very high spiritual practice that goes along. It's one of the practices of practical spirituality to experience loss through joy. Awesome. And it all gets back again to our quotes of the day today, right? Yes, indeed. They're wonderful uh, quotes. Yes. And so apropos that, you know, we are, we are all perfect and ever expanding and that it's all here to serve us. Yeah. And that I've, I personally feel that when we come to life, with an attitude of it's all here yeah. to serve us in some fashion that we can find a way to bring that joy and bring that higher frequency to whatever it is mm -hmm. situation we're in. Well, Selena, thank you so much for coming in today. It's so great to reconnect. Well, with it's you a pleasure to be here. And I've got a lot of practices for people that are free yeah, on so, my site. So if people want to get in touch with you, learn more about yep. you, where can they do that? Um, go to selenamaitreya.com. Uh, Selena, I'm sorry, selenamaitreya.com. Um, yeah, and that will take you to the Practical Spirituality with Selena page. Um, and go to the gift from Selena. And there's also uh, articles I've written and information I love to share that are all free for you. So you can go to Practical Wonderful. Spirituality with Selena or selenamaitreya.com. And, and if people want to get in touch with you, they can do it through yeah. the website and everything. Great. Wonderful, Selena. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you tonight at the Open Center here Looking in New York. Looking forward to it. And uh, thank you all for tuning in today. Thank you, my loyal listeners. It's great to see that you uh, stayed with us through the show, even though we had some uh, 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 some uh, uh, audio volume issues. Um, thank you for all the hearts and all the, the thumbs up. And uh, Gregory, Keith, thank you. Maria, oh my God. So many beautiful people on the Facebook Live. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we will do it again next week for you all. We'll have another special show for you. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you all. And we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 